Hey there, welcome to Bandit's Keep. I'm Daniel, and we're going to continue, or and finish, as it would be, RPG a Day for 2022. The other episode I did was a couple weeks back. I did days 1 through 15. Here I'm going to do 16 through 31, and we'll jump right into it with number 16. What would be your perfect game? Well, assuming we're not talking about the system, and we're talking about the event of the game, to me, it would be something in person, definitely not online. It would be with people that I know, my friends, as opposed to, let's say, at a game store with random people or at a convention. And I think one of the main things that would make the game the perfect game is that we wouldn't be worried about time. I'm very fortunate because I play a weekly in-person game and we don't really worry. I mean, obviously, we have to start and stop at certain times, but it's ongoing. We get as much done as we get done. And those are like the best games. So if it was a single session, let's say a one shot, and it was going to be the perfect game, it would need to be, let's say, on a on a day that people didn't have to work and people could just kind of arrive, hang out, have coffee or drinks, play the game for as long as it takes. It might be two hours, it might be four hours, it might be six hours. And in between, maybe even stop in the middle for lunch and just be very casual. It would not be an intense like da -da 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 -da, role playing thing for me. It would be a very casual, chill day with friends, and I would very likely be running the game as opposed to being a player. Uh, as a player, I've done something like this. Andy Goodman ran us a series of games when Wizards of the Coast, when Wizards of the Coast, well, that came out weird. When Wizards of the Coast came out with some of those reprints of the old modules, he ran us through uh, Tomb Horrors and also Against the Giants, I think was the second one, uh, in fifth edition, and we kind of did that. We went to his house on a weekend Day and we kind of played for a little bit, had lunch, then we played a little bit more, and it was very chill. And those were, were really great times. So thanks, Andy. Number 17, past, present, or future. When are your favorite game set? Well, I, like most people who, who I've heard answer this, say, well, my game is set in a fantasy world, so it's not really any of that. I think that it mostly emulates things from the past, like fantasy games tend to have tropes like plate mail armor and swords which would feel like the past i suppose so if you had to pick one i would say that uh, even some of my other games and i guess depends on what you want to consider present right i like things like boot hill and when i play things like top secret i'm playing in the 80s so i what i definitely would say is it's definitely not present as in within the last or in the next three or four or five years i like games that are have a little bit of distance between them i've played some futuristic games but I don't know. I kind of, I feel like I lean more into the fantasy than the sci-fi, if that can really be divided. And those generally, again, have the feeling of the past. Where is your favorite place to play? Well, my favorite place to play currently is my studio. I have, I'm a photographer, if people don't know that. And I have a photo studio in Manhattan. We meet once a week and play. I love playing online. I have great friends that I've met playing online, but to be honest, uh, playing in person is just so much better. So that's my favorite place currently. I think if if we could play or if we did play in somebody's house, that might be even cooler. And honestly, strangely, um, I actually like playing at conventions. I, I, I'm really, there's something different about a convention game where the, the pressure, almost the opposite of my perfect game, right? Uh, there's like the pressure's on. It's a little bit more railroady than you would normally run. You got to get things done. And that's just a different experience. So I also really like playing at uh, conventions is probably not too loud, but I'm going to ShowerCon uh, in, in less than a month. So probably a couple weeks after this comes out. And that's going to be pretty awesome. I'm sure a nice small convention, play with uh, old friends and new, 
and that's a pretty cool setting. But if I have to pick one favorite place, uh, where I play currently is my favorite place. Uh, let's say, why has your favorite game stayed with you? Well, weirdly, well, I guess I'm going to say I'm going to pick like Top Secret for this because Top Secret is one of my favorite games. I can't remember what I said <laughs> in the first part. You know, my favorite game really to play now or if I had like a Desert Island game would probably be original Dungeons and Dragons. And I did not play that in the past. So it hasn't really stayed with me. I just kind of recently picked it up. But um, if we're talking about like a, a classic game, Top Secret would be nostalgia, I think. Even when I watch weirdly like i i'm not a huge fan of watching like modern military or modern spy movies but i like watching old-fashioned ones and those are the ones that inspired me when i played those games so i would say nostalgia is a big part of that uh, also simplicity even though the game is crunchy it's simple if that makes sense there's a lot of math but it's not a hard game to figure out there's not a lot of things to remember it's just it's math basically which is pretty easily overcome to be honest i guess another favorite game would be basic expert D&D that has stayed with me and I think for that same thing simplicity ease of use ease of play uh, ability to kind of manipulate it to exactly what you want and it, it falls right into that sweet spot for me of fantastically magical without being too magical and you know too magical who says what's too magical but like I'm not a fan of some of things like uh in some of the newer games like cantrips and I'm not a fan of like really deadly magic where like uh, it usually where like it's going to like you have to do rituals and burn yourself and you know some of that kind of stuff that people put in games. I like the fancy and magic. I like the simplicity of it. I like the idea that you only have the spells you have. So it's kind of like equipment on your sheet, which I just find it to be simple and easy to play. So I guess simplicity is why. Uh, how long do your games last? I've been shooting towards shorter games, uh, two hours, two and a half hours. Sometimes we go as long as four, which used to be my standard, but uh, I really like the shorter games. Andy Goodman turned me on. Well, I'm mentioning Andy a lot in this one. Uh, Andy Goodman turned me on to that with the Call of Cthulhu games. Uh, two hours is a good amount of time to to get everybody ex excited and keep them excited and not have the game get uh, feel like it's dragging. Because sometimes just sitting in front of your computer for four hours can be a bit exhausting. So I, I tend to go that way now. I have run even shorter. I was running um, a DCC one-on-one -on -one campaign. Those ran like anywhere from an hour to 90 minutes, and those were super fun as well. So I think shorter can be better, especially if there's not a major obstacle to getting together. And that's, I guess, where online gaming really pays off, where it's probably easier to get a group together all in front of their computers than it is to get a whole group together in one place in person. Setting Sunday. Share an intriguing detail from a game setting you enjoy. I think before I said Hyperborea, so I'll say it again. Hyperborea, if you haven't played the game, it used to be called Astonishing Swordsman and Sorcerer of Hyperborea. It draws a lot on classical myth and also kind of the weird uh, Weird Tales vibe. It's a flat planet uh, in the shape of a hexagon surrounded by massive oceans that pour off into the darkness. Effectively, you're in space. You can get transported there via magic of course uh, they suggest that in the book if you want to use the setting for, with other games or whatever or if you want to have your characters go to quote the real world uh, you could do that as well but i always played it just on the world because there's so many interesting things in there and if you read a lot of like pulp novels things that fall into what people call appendix n you'll get lots of easter eggs and shout outs if you play at borea very cool system let's see who is your current character 
I am currently playing two games that are regular. Uh, mostly I run games, so I play a lot of one shots. But um, my current characters are uh, Anna Marie. She is, or Henry, technically, I think. Uh, she is a German lady, young lady. She's a dancer. She is currently in Berlin, having come back. She started in, well, she was born in Berlin. She lived in Paris for a few years, learned to be a dancer, lived with the artists, and then came back to Berlin, only to find herself uh, wrapped up in huh, some craziness with, uh, let's say, mythos, monsters and such. And uh, then went to America, danced with the Rockettes for a while, and now she's back in Berlin, and guess what? There's more mythos, monster stuff. You think she'd learn her lesson? Oh, what situation is your character currently in? Well, that answers that, right? That's 23. Uh, she might be dead. I'm going to find out on Friday. So a couple days after this is released, I think. Uh, yeah, I don't want to give away too much of this campaign. But we basically, especially since Andy does not as actual plays. Yeah, we kind of screwed up. So while she's not dead, dead, she's in like a weird place. And it could be the afterlife, could be some kind of weird uh, Cthulhu dimension. And I guess uh, we'll find out. When did I start playing this character? Let's see, year and a half ago, probably. Oh, I just have two characters. My other character is called Stomach Mouth. They are in a Mutant Crawl Classics game, also run by Andy Goodman, that we stream on the Twitch channel for Goodman Games. And uh, they have their mouth on their stomach. Let's see. That one I just started playing recently. Where has that character been? I kind of went over that already as well. Uh, she was born in Berlin, lived in Paris for a time, went back to Berlin, went to America, back in Berlin again. Why does a character do what they do? Well, <laughs> right now they are doing it because they are kind of wrapped up in this strange. There was a, a photo basically that again, I'm giving away. This might be a little bit of a spoiler. There was a photo that could not have been made that she was in, and she's trying to get to the bottom of it. She's a little bit um, curious about the occult and stuff, having had some uh, run-ins with them before. Uh, how has your character changed? Well, uh, that's a good question. I think that she first started, she was uh, kind of looking to advance herself uh, as a dancer. She had a friend who had been in some movies, and through him, they met the rest of the, the group, which then became this weird, like, Cthulhu thing. If you listen to the first uh, <laughs> season or whatever, I'm not sure what it's called, season, I guess of the, uh, the Berlin campaign, you'll, you'll see all that, but effectively they got wrapped up in this thing after going to a party and they saw like the end of the world. So, um, because that, and at the end of that, uh, se section, she, her friend, uh, why she thought was the only one that could basically save the world, uh, but it meant sacrificing his life and he did it. And she was very sad. That's why she went to America. Uh, and when she came back, turns out he was alive. And uh, now she feels that she needs, where in the past, she felt like he could be a protector for her. On some level, uh, she feels like she may need to be a protector for him. I guess that probably sums it up. Uh, 28, style Sunday. Roll 1d8 plus 1, tag that many friends with your favorite RPG cover art. Okay, so I've rolled and however many people answer, <laughs> listen to this. Uh, my favorite RPG cover art is the expert book from Moldvay uh, Cook Marsh. Moldvay Cook Marsh. 
uh, basic set. So it's Errol Otis cover. It's the basically the basic cover, which is the two characters, one of them being an elf or a wizard, uh, throwing a green fireball at this dragon-type creature. The other one has a spear, and they're fighting it. And in the expert cover, there's a, a wizard of some sort kind of scrying on the scene happening. Ties it in really nicely. That art really brings me in. It's, yeah, I mean, if you're playing Dungeons & Dragons and you're not fighting dragons and dragon-like creatures, you know, you got to. Okay, so, 29. Who would you like to see take part in RPG a day? You know, for me, I think it should be whoever wants to do it. That seems like maybe a very basic answer, but I, I think that sometimes with these trendy things and these hashtags, a lot of times creators feel like they have to become part of it in order to stay relevant or they get drowned out because everybody's taking part of it. I've seen artists that I follow uh, during October when they do that Ink October get really distraught about that. When they don't do it, they feel like they're getting less views. People aren't looking at their stuff because there's so many other artists doing the Ink October kind of thing. So I don't think people should feel they, they need to participate in these kind of things. I think if you have something to say and you feel like it could help other people, then you should do it. So whoever wants to do it uh, should do it. I think that it's an interesting concept. And since I've already read all the questions through, I know where it's going. Uh, and we're going to get to that in a minute. 30. What should RPG a day do for its 10th anniversary next year? Okay, so I'm going to uh, tag this a little bit. Then I'm going to, I'm actually going to jump past this question and go to the next one and I'm going to come back. So 31 is when did you first take place in RPG a day? This is my first year. Uh, I did it after seeing Jason uh, do a whole week at once and it was the 15th and I was like, you know what? I could do it in two bursts and then it won't be too much for me to deal with, too much pressure, too much content, too much of anything. Uh, so I decided to do it this way. So this is my first year. I've listened to people for, so I've known about it for, I think this might be the third year. So going back. What should they do for 10th anniversary next year? Well, personally, I did not love the prompts. I think that these questions are cool and could be great for somebody who isn't already producing RPG content. That is, if you are thinking, you know what? I've never done a blog before. I've never really talked about RPG stuff. I've never done a podcast I need some stuff to talk about. These are kind of cool, right? Like most of us who have had podcasts like on Anchor and stuff have talked about how we get into RPGs, our first RPG that we played, you know, our favorite our stories, uh, who's our character, you know, some people talk about that when they do um, summaries of games. So I think we already talk about this stuff. So for me, this format just becomes a repetition and that is not as interesting to me. The year, I think it was the year before, um, when there were just words. I actually liked that style better because you could take, let's say, day one, which is who would you like to introduce to RPGs and just call it something like introduce and see how many different people would use that, uh, that word in how many different ways. Style, character. You know, I think these looser terms open up for more interesting content. I understand that people wanted the questions or that's my understanding. So hmm, uh, not for me, 
But, but all that being said and done, I don't know that even that is really as interesting to me as a creator as something else. So this is my idea. <laughs> it's kind of out there and probably won't be done by the RPG a day people, but I will put it out there anyways. I think that one of the things that we miss out on when we play RPGs or many people miss out on is that they find a game they really like, which is awesome. And they just play that game. And I think it would be fun to create a month where there are various different games and people who have not played them before can take part or possibly watch actual plays. So you could do something to the effect of go on, I don't know what you'd use, some kind of event software or, or Discord and put up, get, a, get, some, get some volunteers, get 30 volunteers to run games in various systems that they love and then let those spots be filled up by people who, let's say, haven't played the games before so they can learn how to play the game, get an experience playing the game. Maybe even have those spots be something that people have to pay for a small amount and that money goes to charity. If that's something that you want to do, that might be more complicated. But the second of that, it could be set up 30 games with people that are willing and able to stream games or record games audio wise and have every day be a game for RPG a day. You know, the first of the month RPG a day, we're playing fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons day two. We're playing Pathfinder one day three. We're playing Call of Cthulhu day four. We're playing ICRPG and get people to play those different games on those different days and tell their stories about those. That to me is a call to action. And I think a call to action is maybe more interesting. Uh, Clearly I can't think of a more interesting word than interesting. Maybe more interesting to me than just answering questions or prompts, unless you are stuck and you need something to talk about. So that's what I would do. I would do something where it's actually getting people playing and not just talking about their characters. Because I think a lot of us spend lots of time talking and not as much time playing. And I think a lot of us would like to play more. So I know that if something like that was done, I will definitely run a game for it. You want to set it up like a, like an online convention with one game a day with GMs, I would 100% run a game for RPG a day 2022. And I would love if it was somehow related to charity, but I would do it either way. So there you go. That's my ideas. What do you guys think? Is that a good idea? If RPG Day doesn't pick it up, should I just do it? Should that be a Bandit's Keep thing? Huh, maybe. I probably have close to 30 games. I don't think I'd run a game every day. That might be a little much, but I bet you I can get some people on board. Let me know if you would play in these games. Let me know if you would run games. Should we just try to do this? Am I starting something just like Rob over at Downley? <laughs> Boy, we're troublemakers over here in, in the OSR sphere, but let me know. Uh, there is an anecdote alternative. Uh, roll 1d8 plus 1, tag that many friends and tell a gaming story about them. I mean, I'm not going to tag a bunch of friends because I can't, um, but I will say this. I have been very, very fortunate in my time of since I've gotten back into RPGs. I found great friends through playing, friends all over the world. I've had some amazing times and during periods where it would have been very difficult mentally to keep myself level and straight, speaking mostly of the confinement during 2020, they were there for me. RPGs were there for me. My friends were there for me. So I think that RPGs are a great, great tool, a great bridge to allow us to interact with and 
enjoy time with people, especially as we become adults and we don't have those interactions that we have when we're kids, where you're just thrown into a room with 30 strangers and you got to make friends, right? It just doesn't happen as adults. And you find yourself with fewer and fewer people around you a lot of times. So I think RPGs are a great way to bring people together, no matter which edition you're playing, no matter uh, who you're playing with online or in person. I think they're just a great thing. And anything that spreads the word is really good. So thanks for putting the RPG a day uh, concept out there. Uh, I was happy to take part in it. I say I'm not super interested in doing the same kind of thing next year, but we'll see. Um, if you do the thing I said, I'll definitely do it. Let me know, guys, what you think about any of this stuff. And uh, yeah, let's keep talking and playing. I'll talk to you soon.